So now, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Hart. Hello, people. Hi, everybody. This is Steve Taylor called Whatever Happened to Sin. These lyrics are so appropriate for today. So enjoy them. Please share us out, okay? Why don't you abort it instead? You say you pray to the sky. Why? When you're afraid to take a stand down here. Cause while the holy talk reads like a bad ad lib, silence screams you around in the crib. Say it ain't none of my business, huh? A woman's got a right to choose. Now a great digger. Next you pull the trigger. What then? Yeah. Whatever happened to sin? This song is so awesome. Okay, this is... This, this addresses the other issue that we're going to talk about today. I heard the reverend say, Gay is probably normal in the good Lord's sight. What's to be debated? Jesus never stated what's right. Yeah, he did. But the reverend may be a little confused. Tell it to the people in Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. When the streets erupt in your own backyard, you'll be on your knees praying for the National Guard. You should get on the camera and show yourself bareface. Again, a Steve, Steve Taylor song called Whatever Happens to Sin. On this uh, 46th unfortunate anniversary of the passing of Roe v. Wade, <clears throat> probably by far the worst decision the Supreme Court of America, of the United States of America, has ever passed uh, in the history of America, honestly. I mean, think about it, you guys. 46 years ago, the Supreme Court of the United States of America decided to find 
somewhere in the Constitution that it's absolutely fine to kill a baby in utero. I mean, seriously. And you know what? My mom, she actually told me numerous times throughout my life that if I had been born later and abortion had been legal, she would have aborted me. So imagine how your life would be different if I wasn't in it. <laughs> and I mean that in a good way. I mean, not in a bad way, but you know what I'm saying, you know? Uh, there is a lie straight from the pit of hell. And, you know, those who, um, you know, purport that lie is, it's just, it's tragedy. But what's even more tragic is the millions and millions of women's lives that have been touched and hurt by this decision and also the babies that have um, died as a result of this decision. You know, I often quote Psalm 139, that the Lord fearfully and he wonderfully made us. He knit us together in our mother's womb. You know, his thoughts towards us are so innumerable, right? But today what I want to do is I want to quote from you a passage in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses... <laughs> verses 15 through 20 and it just says this the heading says choose life see i have set before you today life and prosperity and death and adversity in that i command you today to love the lord your god to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments that you may live and multiply and that the lord your god may bless you in the land where you are entering to possess it. But if your heart turns away and you will not obey, but are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You will not prolong your days in the land where you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess it. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. So choose life in order that you may live. You and your descendants. By loving the Lord your God, by obeying his voice, and by holding fast to him. For this is your life and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give them. So the Bible says clearly to choose life, right? And that is the message of the cross, actually, that Jesus came, and in John three sixteen it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So belief and life are, are always connected, right? We have to believe in the creator of life, which is the Lord God from heaven. And we have to accept what he gives us as life. Choose life in everything that we do, whether it's the way we speak, how we act, where we put our money to fund different things. Choose life. You know, you started out as a little teeny weeny thought in God's mind. And then your mother, your father, whoever they are, the likelihood of you not being here is a lot higher than you being here. The very fact that you are here is God's way he ordained you that came into the world the way that you are. I mean, when you think about it, think just think about it. 
the number of eggs a woman carries and the number of sperms the man has. Those two things, you know, thousands and millions of those have passed through your parents' bodies numerous times, right? And it just took one sperm and one little egg to hit together to create you, whoever you are, right? And you know what? God is good because here we are. <laughs> you know, I often say that I'm the, I'm the outcome of an old sperm and a young egg <laughs> because my dad's 40 years older than I am and my mom's only 16 years older than, than me. Uh, but, but, you know, hey, uh, you know, God is good. He created us for a reason. And here's the one thing I want to know. I'm not going to cover this whole show. It's not going to be all about Roe v. Wade because there's so much news to talk about. But what I do want to say is that if you're a woman that has had an abortion because you didn't know or because you were forced into it, or even if you did know, you know what? God's love for you has never died. It has never left. He still loves you and he will forgive you for that. And he'll bring healing to you for that decision, that one moment, that one act that you did many years ago, right? He'll bring healing to you because the Bible says that God is near to the brokenhearted and the contrite in spirit, right? So he's near to you if that happened to you. And he's there not to judge you, but to love you and to bring you hope and to bring you healing. And I want you to know that. Because you know what? We all do stupid things sometimes. And God knows your heart. and He knows what went on better than you do, even. <laughs> you know, I mean, he knows the heart of everybody. So if that's you, just know that um, you are loved by the one who made you. And you know what? Your baby, if your baby is gone, you can know that he's, he or she is with God. You know, that baby didn't, it may be perished here on earth, but didn't perish in God's sight. You know, if you repent and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, just like the uh, Norma McCorvey did, who's the Roe and Roe v. Wade, um, then you will be able to see your baby someday, right? Now, if you're a man who happened to pay for the abortion or force a woman into it, you know what, that same forgiveness is there for you because I know that many men actually, um, you know, have guilt. They have guilt and they, they wish that they hadn't done that, right? And so that forgiveness is there for you too. Maybe you didn't actually commit the act yourself, but in your fear and anxiety, you know, something happened and you thought that was the best way out and you're, you found that it's not. You found that that's not the best way. That wasn't the best way. In fact, not too long ago, my friend coach Dave Dobbenmeyer, he was on Facebook and he was, he was doing a, um, a rally, uh, a rescue really outside of an abortion clinic. And this, you know, they were yelling at the people going in, don't do this, please don't do this. And a couple went in and then they turned around a couple of minutes later, they came back and this young man, <clears throat> who was married, actually, uh, had children at home and a wife at home. He was there at the abortion clinic with his mistress, who he had gotten pregnant. 
And the Lord quickened his heart and convicted him. And he and she walked back out of that clinic. And Dave got to help him and say, dude, you know what? You got a man up here. You know what? You, you know, God can get you through this, but you're going to have to man up. And you know what? He did. He did man up. And he walked away and, you know, he dealt with, you know, he had to deal a hard truth, unfortunately. He had to deal with that issue, but he did it. And that's the thing I want you to know. You know, in all my years doing therapy with people, the thing that I think I take away from this is that sometimes our intense anxiety and fear over a situation that we feel is uncontrollable, we forget that there are many more minutes, many more hours, many more days where the situations were worked through. And we had that opportunity. You know, it's like I heard somebody say, and I've actually really held on to this motto myself. You might want to write this down. But you know what? Don't let 10 minutes of your day ruin the whole day, right? You can always learn from something that's painful. And the trial that you go through today can actually be a blessing to somebody else if you grow through it and you use it as that opportunity, right? I mean, I've done some stupid things in my life, <laughs> some really dumb, dumb things. But God has been, you know, so good and he's redeemed and protected me, fr frankly, from some of the stupid things I've done. You know, I just want you to know that. You know, Christians get a bad name sometimes because the the liberal media likes to highlight stuff that a few so-called believers do. But, you know, I want you to know that if you've had a bad experience with a Christian and they've, like, pissed you off or something and they've done something bad to you, you know what? That's that person. That's not on God. Don't ever look at the measure of who Christ is based on who a Christian is. You know, Chris, Christians, we try to be like Christ, but not always. <laughs> we're, you know, we're flesh. You know, go back to the one who created you. Go back to the one who breathed life into you when you were being knit together in your mother's womb. And if you don't believe that you were knit, do this. Look at your fingerprint under a microscope or look at it really, really close. You see those lines on there that God created made you perfectly unique. He gave you little specific fingerprints, which is so cool. I mean, if you just think about that and how cool God is, that when he made us, he, he did it. He made us so individual and so unique. Even identical twins are not completely the same, right? You know, they're not. I mean, we all have identifying remarks from our fingerprints. Our DNA is completely individualistic, you know. It's so cool. It really is cool. God is awesome. He is awesome. His love endures forever. His forgiveness is, you know, as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. If he had said as far as the north is from the south, we'd be in trouble. But he said as far as the east is from the west. And so you can know that, okay? So if you're struggling out there, you're having a hard time because you had an abortion or you know a friend that did, you know, I want to just encourage you as a mother, and I was not able, unfortunately, to have children of my own, which was a big break, heartbreak in my life because of a uterine cancer scare. But as a mom in the Lord, I want to encourage you and let you know that, you know what, you're loved and you can get through it. And there is healing 
and the process is there to help you grow and learn about God's love for you and his grace and mercy for you. It's really that simple. And if I could, just so you know, I would wrap my arms around you. I would hug you really tight and probably give you a kiss because I get it. I get heartache. I get pain. I get fear. I get anxiety. I get feeling like you're trapped. I get feeling overwhelmed. I get it. I get it. And I can tell you as somebody who's older, not that I'm super old, but you guys know I am a little bit gray here that, you know, you can get through it. You can get through it. Um, you, you can, you can get through it. So I want to share with you, um, and just say hi to everybody. I'm not going to uh, just shout all of you out together as I usually do, but I will go back in a little bit and read your comments. Uh, wait, your father's 40 and your mother. No, my mom was 24 when she had me. I think I misspoke, but, but I want to say thank you for tuning in and, um, you know, just, uh, let you know that unfortunately, yeah, NARAL, um, pro-choice America, on the front of their website, they say today, commemorate Roe's 46th, 46th anniversary. We fought for abortion rights before Roe v. Wade and won't stop until reproductive freedom is a reality for all. Continue our fight to make sure that every woman is given the power and dignity to make decisions about her own life, body, and future. <laughs> that has nothing to do with a woman's body, her dignity, or her future. Abortion is not dignified, and it has nothing to do with her body. It has to do with the baby's body, which is a completely separate body than hers. Um, and then, then it says here, 7 in 10 Americans across the country believe that abortion should be legal. We're stronger together. I think that's propaganda because there are more pro-life crisis pregnancy centers in America than there are pro-planned pro, uh, parenthood uh, places. And the liberal media will not show that to you. In fact, the liberal media didn't even want you to know about the March for Life on Washington, which is always attended by millions of people, if not hundreds of thousands of people as opposed to the quote women's march on Washington, which only has a like a smidgen of that, but they highlight that they don't want you to see the life, right? But our vice president, praise God, today it was reported over on Life Site News, which by the way you can go to any time and get the latest pro life info from there. Uh, it says here pro life vice president Pence meets with young moms who chose life. Uh, when Brittany, Faith, Brittany, and and Elisa walked through the doors of their local pregnancy help centers, they couldn't have known they'd be meeting the vice president of the United States just a couple of short years later. Yet that's exactly what happened yesterday afternoon when the women sat down for a rare roundtable discussion with pro-life vice president Mike Pence one day ahead of the March for Life. With the babies in tow, the women had flown to D.C. for Heartbeat International's Babies Go to Congress, an annual event in which women helped by pro-life pregnancy centers share their incredible stories with lawmakers on Capitol Hill. Already nervous about their congressional meetings, the women now prepared to meet the second most powerful elected official in the country. Luckily, all they had to do was be authentic and share their testimonies right from the heart unapologetically pro-life babies go to congress has brought 164 mothers and their children into congressional offices since heartbeat international took its initial group to capitol hill in 2009 
Overall, mothers and their children have visited more than 330 congressional offices representing 25 states. Now, this is, this is actually super cool. Impressed with the women's courage, Vice President Pence thanked them for sharing their stories and offered encouraging words to the group about the future of life in America. Yours will be the generation that restores the sanctity of life to the center of our nation. He told the table of moms from Babies Go to Congress and pro-life students from Students for Life of America. He attributed that to the major growth of America's pregnancy help centers. Jor L. Godsey, president of Heartbeat International, discussed the Pregnancy Center Network's latest edition, Abortion Pill Reversal, and the Abortion Pill Rescue Network of providers. The rapidly growing antidote to the chemical abortion pill um, RU486, which I think the people who even named it had, like, I don't know. Anyway, has saved more than 500 babies since the treatment was first used in 2007. Vice President Pence's pro-life accolades are, pr- are plenty, known for his efforts to defund Planned Parenthood in Congress, as well as his pro-life tenure as governor of Indiana. Pence has described himself as unapologetically pro-life. Let me be clear, people who know me well know I'm pro-life and I don't apologize for it, he once said. I want to see the day that we put the sanctity of life back at the center of American law and we send Roe v. Wade to the ash heap of history where it belongs. He reiterated that yesterday, uh, saying that the reason he first ran for office so many years ago was for the babies. I really do believe this is the calling of our time, he told the room. And then it says here, Brittany and Nathaniel, all across the country, thousands of pregnancy help centers are assisting and empowering millions of women, men, and children. In 2017 alone, pregnancy centers served nearly 2 million clients with free pregnancy tests, ultrasound scans, parenting classes, and baby items such as diapers and baby clothes. By the way, I just got a comment here. The left... um, the the pro-abortion lobby has done everything in their power to make sure that these pregnancy counseling centers don't have ultra ultrasound machines because they know that once a mom who sees her baby on that little ultrasound machine, they see that baby going back and forth in the mother's womb. They know that that woman is more apt to not abort the baby. So they have done everything in their power to make sure that that women can't do that. And yet, praise God, there have been warriors in the pro-life movement, including my friend, Dr. Charmaine Yost, who actually serves in the Trump administration, uh, who have been on the front lines for decades promoting legislation, you know, and and standing there and saying, hey, you know what, we got to do everything we can. My friend, Janet Folger Porter, who is the president and founder of Faith to Action, she's been trying to get the heartbeat bill passed in Ohio uh, so that the babies, whenever you know, a doctor, if a doctor can hear the heartbeat of a baby, then they can't abort it. And yet she had the votes, but Republican despicable governor, John Kasich in Ohio vetoed that bill, a wolf in sheep's clothing, a shame to the Republican party whose platform is pro-life by the way. But anyway, there have been people, despite this heartache and the betrayal of people who should know better, uh, who have stood the test of time, they've been out there passing this type of legislation, 
And, you know, the lies of the left where they talk about the church doesn't do anything. I'm sorry, but the church is the only place that does anything by and large to actually choose life and to help these moms who are in crisis for a temporary time. That's what these CPCs are all about. They're about, you know, we we fund them with our money. They're nonprofits often. And we give them baby, you know, diapers, we give them bottles, we give them parenting classes, you know, we do all of that. Our local center here in Spring Hill, praise God, uh, the, the center was paid off under the direction of Victoria uh, Koloff Robinson, um, who, who left the building paid off because one church in this city for, I think it was five or six years, took up an offering and their goal was to pay that building off. just so you know. I'm sorry, I get emotional about it because it, the lies out there just, you know, especially to young girls, you know, who don't know, it kills me. It just, it just kills me. I just, I see the good that goes on, but it doesn't get reported. Anyway, I'm going to keep reading. These services have been especially helpful to Brittany from California who first received support from a center when she found out she was pregnant with her son Nathaniel in 2016. Now five months pregnant with their second son, Brittany and her boyfriend Daniel continued to seek support at the Foothills Pregnancy Resource Center in Duarte, California. There, Brittany has found diapers, maternity clothing, and help obtaining health care and a place to live, not to mention a wealth of emotional support. As Brittany prepares to welcome a second baby, she shares her story with other clients in the hopes of encouraging them. I love being a mom, she said yesterday as she carried her toddler son through the corridors of the Capitol. I'm telling you, this pregnancy center has given me everything. I mean, we got a free trip to Washington and we're getting to meet the vice president. Everything's so exciting. It's very big and they've helped us in so many ways. Though nervous when entering the offices of her U.S. senators, pro-choice Diane Feinstein and Camilla Harris, she was encouraged by the listening ear she received from the senator's legislative staff. At first, I was nervous, but just letting them know what the center did for me hopefully changed their perspective, Brittany said. And maybe they will get to see, you know, that this pregnancy center really did help me. I mean, having Nathaniel in there shows that this is a beautiful life, you know, that they help bring into this world in a way. And then Eliza and Lissy. When Eliza relocated to a new city as a single parent of a new infant, she started to feel overwhelmed. Although no longer pregnant, she was informed of the Blue Water Pregnancy Care Center could help. Because of the assistance she received from the center, she did not have to utilize other resources for child care and has managed to attend school full-time from home while raising her daughter. In addition to the knowledge and spiritual growth I have been able to obtain through participation in the program, I've earned an abundance of supplies for my daughter, Eliza said. When I think back to a year ago and the doubts I had about attending my first appointment at the center, I feel nothing but encouraged. The Blue Water Pregnancy Care Center has impacted my life on so many positive levels. The staff and volunteers have such a warm, welcoming love for life. I will, ne- I will be forever grateful for each and every one of them. And then Faith and Noah. 
When Faith and one-year-old Noah hopped on their plane to Washington, D.C., it was the first for both of them. Catching wind of new flyers aboard, the pilot graciously invited the mother-son duo into the cockpit for a special look up front. As extraordinary as that experience was, it wouldn't be the the last first-time experience the pair would share on the trip. Indeed, a visit to the nation's capital itself marked a major first for Faith and her son, and as attendees at Heartbeat International's Baby Go to Congress, they were about to see much more than monuments. Soon they would be navigating the halls and tunnels of Congress, bouncing from office to office to share their story about how Noah came to be in the first place. They would even do so with Vice President Mike Pence. A 21-year-old student pregnancy and motherhood were not in Faith's immediate plans, but with the support of the Pregnancy Resource Center of Rolla, Faith moved into its maternity home, St. Raymond's House, when she was six months pregnant. She has been there more than a year, working on creating a unique unique life planning curriculum to achieve her goals and become self-sufficient. And Brittany and Noah, it says here, as a pharmacy student, seeing... That test read pregnant one to two weeks was the beginning of a huge change in Brittany's life. Her first response was to get an abortion. Luckily, she found Hand of Hope Pregnancy Center where she had an ultrasound and saw a heartbeat of life. The ultrasound screen showed a tiny gray area, which was my baby, she said. The biggest thing I noticed during this was that inside my baby was a strong heartbeat flickering on the screen. I was only six weeks pregnant at the time. Yes, my baby not yet looked like a baby, or yet, well, it says yes, on the ultrasound screen, but there was a strong heartbeat that you could easily see flickering on the screen. The heartbeat of life that God gave me and trusted me to take care of, love, and eventually raise. I saw true love for the first time on that ultrasound screen. Mark that down. She says that having her baby was the best thing that ever happened to her, pushing her to be the best mom she can be. After a minor break, Brittany has continued pharmacy school as planned. Today, her message to pregnant women is simple but powerful. I want to let other pregnant women know that getting pregnant doesn't ruin your life, doesn't have to stop you from doing what you want to do, she told the vice president. And I want to reiterate that as well. I mean, you know, and there are thousands of women who can testify to that. Thousands and thousands and thousands of women that can testify to how good God is that they made the right decision. And you know what? I also have to say, and again, I say this as an older woman, part of helping these young women and these young men is teaching them things like abstinence first. I mean, let's just be real, okay? You know what? If you abstain from sexual relationships before you're married, then number one, you're not going to live in poverty nearly as much. And number two, you're not going to have that fear that you can't take care of stuff. You know what I mean? So, so you know, that's that's the first step in prevention is abstinence first, you know, and then sex. And then you deal with it as a husband and a wife the way God actually intended it to be. Now, can God, you know, redeem that? You know, can he can he fix the situation? Yes, he can. But if we were out there as older people saying, honey, no, 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 don't do that. You know, you know who I admire? I have to tell you honestly, Jamie Grace. I love that woman. 
she is what 27 years old and she's been out there on the on the front of the christian world you know talking about waiting until you get married to have sex you know tim tebow just so you know just got engaged he's been out there on the front lines talking about abstinence for a long time while the media has tried to set him up numerous times to fall to sexual temptation but he did not do it and him and now his bride to be you know are going to be able to go into a marriage um, you know, with, with that under their belt. Now, not everybody does that, but I can tell you, we could still teach people it, right? It might be old fashioned, but guess what? We can still teach people to do it. You know, Bareface, you have a thought? Cause you came up and. Yeah. That's my way of raising my hand. Um, yeah. The case of the young mom, she had a baby and she was directed to the pregnancy crisis center, the, the Blue Water, whatever. I can't remember the exact name, but Blue Water was in the name. Mm-hmm. And, you know, got the help that she needed to, right. uh, to you know, so that she could raise a child. And whereas, you know, the, the pro-death, the anti-life contingent might think, well, all you people want is to just birth babies and overpopulate the world and don't you see it no it's not not about that yes we want babies to be born but because of the sanctity of life specifically human life there would be no human history without the human family and in a culture where we think oh well you know i can just discard a human life that is inconvenient at this point in time it does not bode for a, a very good future uh, for the human race, for humanity, when humanity itself uh, looks at the the most vulnerable, you know, Im- important members of society. Really, the next generation. Without a next generation, there is no. You know, that's the end of humanity. Right. And so, you know, it's more than just about birthing babies it's it's parenting and family and you know for the for the good of of human society yes all right so before uh we continue on with the news i got this great story i'm going to read you after our our little break here but it's titled uh supreme court allows trump to temporarily enforce trans soldiers ban I'm super happy about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I want to give you a couple of announcements. Tonight at 6 p.m. Central Time, I am going to be holding a Zoom meeting. Um, it's I'm, I don't know what I'm calling it. I'm, I, basically, it's a women's empowerment Zoom meeting. At 6 o'clock, I want to share with you the Legal Shield and Identity Theft Protection Program that we have. So if that's something that you're interested in, I'm going to set a, send out a tweet. I'm going to put a Facebook uh, announcement on Facebook. You guys can follow me there. I'm going to post it on Bible News Radio. And then if you want to know more about Legal Shield and identity theft protection, I want to show you the presentation at 6 p.m. Central Time. If you happen to be on my team, I want you to come into the meeting if you're available. Then at 7 p.m. Central Time on Zoom, Ladies of Justice is actually doing their women's empowerment uh, workshop tonight as well. They, they're doing it every week now. Um, and I want you to come in and, and learn about the opportunity and how you can use this to, you know, make money. All right. So that's one thing. The second thing I want to do is remind you that Ariel Ministries is our sponsor, s- still our sponsor. <laughs> and, you know, anything, you know, that Bareface and me talk about from Ariel.org, you guys can go over to Ariel.org. You can save 20% with the coupon code Bible News. I hope you do. 
because um uh Oh, I just saw some comments coming on Facebook. But anyway, you guys can save 20% on Ariel.org, okay, with the coupon code Bible News. We have some references and resources on our Bible News Radio page, um, BibleNewsRadio.com. We got that resource page. You can go through there. I recommend pretty much everything on there. I mean, obviously, I recommend everything on there because <laughs> it's on there. And I think, do we still have the Bible study up from last month? Uh, yes. Okay. We're down. Yeah, so if you guys didn't get the Bible study from last month, it's still available up there. I'm still waiting for them to tell me the one for this month, so that's the only reason there's nothing new up there. But if you guys want to become pillars of our community and donate to us every month, just however much the Lord lays on your heart, uh, you can do that through our website, BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give right there on the front page uh, as well. That is, um, you know, really, really appreciated. definitely appreciated by me and our text message list yeah, want to get my text messages i think i just for, i just remembered i didn't send out a text message for the show but it looks like most of you are here uh your text message text bible news to 33222 just text that i'll i'll get it you can sign up for our text messages um i send out a scripture in the morning and i've been doing my morning devotion time that i call get slugged uh, between eight and eight thirty, most mornings is, and, and primarily the reason it's that late or slash early is because I don't want to wake up everybody on the on the West Coast too early. <laughs> hey, ding at five o'clock in the morning on the West Coast, you know. <laughs> oh no, not Stacy again. Really, it's her. No. <laughs> so anyway, so you can join the text message list and get my text my text messages. Um. Yeah. And we received some happy mail. Yes, we did. Okay, now, I get some cool happy mail from people, so I don't know if Annie is here, but I will tag her and let her know. So Annie Wiedenbaum, uh, she is a friend of ours here, and today she sent Randall and me some happy mail. So I want to show you what Annie got us, she she sent to us. Now, this is so sweet, okay? So look at this. First of all, it came in this, uh, oh, wait, hold on, I got to take this off. It came in this nice little plastic bag that says BFFs, or magical BFFs, and there's some unicorns on there. So, and then inside, Annie knows me really well. She she included a magnetic bookmark that says, um, "Was it stay, stay humble." So that was really sweet. By the way, these these magnetic bookmarks are super cool. It's like my favorite type of bookmark. I have like a whole bunch of them because I read a lot of books. And inside here, Annie also included for us a really pretty pencil right here. See that? It's a nice pretty pencil. And and then she included a, a blue and a pink unicorn. Hmm. So I think the blue one is for you, Bareface. I'll give that to you. And here is also a paper clip. It's a pretty paper clip right there. Some of you crafter types will know what this is about right here. So that's a paper clip you can see on the other side there. And also, wait, hold on. Wait for it. The letter S. This is a, looks like a puzzle piece for obvious reasons. S stands for super. And, uh, and then also two little um, bottle cap 
magnets. So this is a, a girl. And see, so you guys can see it's a magnet. You can put this. I'm going to put these on my fridge. So there's a girl. And then here is a boy, a man. So that, that one's probably for Randall. So Annie, thank you for blessing me with happy mail. This is an awesome little little thing. I love happy mail. It does. Happy mail, you guys, if you don't know what happy mail is, happy mail is when somebody sends you mail that makes you happy. That It's not a bill. It's not an ad. It's not junk mail. It's happy mail. And it's, very creative besides. It is. It's so cool. I, I know that, uh, you know, much of that is handmade. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But. It's really cool. So, so Annie, we love you and we appreciate you um, blessing us with the uh... fun stuff. Yeah. And what, what was the comment she read? Do you have that in front of you that she wrote us? Uh, I don't know if she the wanted Bible to share it. The Bible says in but... Proverbs 27, 2, let another man praise you and not your own lips. A stranger, not your own mouth. So that's what we're doing here. We're not like boasting. We're just, you know. We're just, you know, sharing what some of our listeners have said. So what did she say? Said, your scopes and smiling faces get me through my days. Aw, does that Aww. make you feel good? Yeah, it does. it does. Makes me feel good. So Annie, we love you. And if we give you Humbling. a we could give you a hug, we would. But thank you for um, blessing us with this. And, and the other happy mail that you sent. Now, if anybody wants to send us happy mail or like money through the internet then you can also find our address on our website i don't know what link it's at but i know it's on there uh, so you can just go ahead and do what annie did just send it to our our address on the website all right so carlos said thanks for letting us know and sean said human life has come down to a like unlike or delete block it's true sean and my friend kim hi kim i see you my friend it's also watching over there on Facebook as well. So that's kind of cool. Hmm. And let's see here. Over on Periscope, we have Mama Gina. We got Aaron, Odvar. I still think of Aardvarks. Odd, Odvar. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know why. I forever have you associated with an Aardvark. Um, Melanie, Danielle, Dr. John is here. Jim, the one, BWB, and. I know there's some people over on YouTube, too. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, you can always send show feedback through my website, or if you know me directly, you can just send it to me in the, you know, in Messenger or wherever. Leave it through on our Facebook, too. Because um, uh, you know what? We, uh, we actually appreciate the encouragement. And by the way, I want to thank you guys also. Some of you also send me news items. Uh, I got one today. I'm going to look at it tomorrow, just so you know, because I didn't get a chance to look at it today. I was with my dad this afternoon, so that kind of took up part of my afternoon. Um, but, uh, but yeah, anything you guys want to send us, you know, to let us know of stuff, just let me know. It doesn't irritate me. It doesn't bother me when you inform me and you tell me stuff. It actually helps me out. So just want to say thank you for doing that as well. Okay, Supreme Court. Here is a decision that was actually a good one. I can totally, you know, uh, I can totally get behind this. So Supreme Court allows Trump to temporarily enforce trans soldiers ban. The Supreme Court announced Tuesday that it will allow President Donald Trump to temporarily enforce restrictions on transgender individuals serving in the military. As is typical of orders of this nature, the court gave no reason for its decision, though Justices Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, incidentally, 
Fox News actually had up her obituary graphic <laughs> for a split second yesterday. She's not dead yet, people. But anyway, um, Stephen Breyer, Sonia Sotomayor, and Elena Kagan noted their dissent. Of course they did. Of course they could. Of course they, they would. All, all These are all liberal judges that... They want somebody who's confused in their mind in our military defending us. Why? I don't know, but whatever. It says here, we are pleased the Supreme Court granted stays in these cases, clearing the way for the policy to go into effect while litigation continues, says Carrie Kupek, a Department of Justice spokeswoman. The Department of Defense has the authority to create and implement personnel policies it has determined are necessary to best defend our nation. The Trump administration first petitioned the Supreme Court to decide directly on the legality of the trans soldiers ban after federal trial judges in California, Washington, D.C., and Washington State issued orders prohibiting its enforcement. The plaintiffs in those lawsuits argue the policy violates a range of constitutional rights, including the First Amendment, equal uh-huh. protection, and due process, of course. You know, uh-huh. I mean, these people don't know what they're talking about. But, but anyway, I'm not going to read the whole thing. But I do want to let you know that I will tweet this story out. You can read it. And I just want to let you know, this is good news because under the Barack Hussein Obama administration, um, he thought for some strange unknown reason that it was perfectly fine for a transgender individual to serve in our military and that there is no issue with it. I'll give you two words. Bradley Manning. Just saying. Oh, I mean Chelsea Manning. No, wait. No, Bradley Manning, the traitor, you know, the traitor to America who spent time in prison for betraying America, that guy who now pretends to be a girl. Um, Yeah, we don't need that in our military. We need manly men, right? We need men who don't eat tofu in our military. We need men and women who don't eat soy. You know, we need men and women who are mentally strong, and not confused about who they are. You know what I'm saying? I know it sounds hateful to some people. It's not meant to be, but just saying, many years ago, like a couple decades ago, when these things were considered abnormal, uh, these people would not be allowed in the military because they wanted strong people who knew who they were, you know, and all that. So make America great again, people by banning LGBT stuff in our military. Yeah, I said it. I mean it. It should be done. Just saying. All right. Speaking of that, we have another article titled Dangerous New Trans Push for Puberty Blockers of Young Children. This drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. This really honestly drives me crazy. And we've talked about this before, but here's just a new article, okay? The rush to embrace transgenderism in children has adopted a dangerous new medical practice, hormone blockers that prevent puberty, or puberty, depending on how you want to say it. Anyway, these powerful drugs, most of them intended to be used for cancer treatments in adults, have profound and likely irreversible effects on the bodies of children and teens suffering from gender dysphoria, okay? Aside from the psychological damage now becoming apparent, hormone blockers administered before and during puberty cause dramatically lower bone density, crippling painful autoimmune disorders, and sterility. How do you say that? Sterility? Sterility. (laughs) Repeat after me. They make you sterile. Okay, anyway. 
Yet all of this has been pushed aside to satisfy a radical transgender agenda above all else. Now we see doctors prescribing drugs outside their intended purpose, courts revoking parental rights in order to impose hormone, unregulated hormone blockers and medical associations being co-opted by trans radicals who promote such treatments despite all the evidence of their harm. And you know what? I'm not going to read this whole article either because it's really long. But the point is that this stuff is going on. And if you think that the devil isn't behind this, just so you know, he is. He's completely behind it. I've shared this before and I'll share it again. Tofu is great, Sean, really. <laughs> you know, Josephine would like gut on you for that. <laughs> um, Many years ago, I went to a conference that was run by LGBT activists, and the teacher, the, the, the workshop that I was in had a panel, okay, it had a panel of kids and parents on it, and a man who was transgendered to a woman, and he decided later, no, I'm, no I think I'm going to be a man, so then he transitioned back to being a man, and then he was like, no, I think I'm going to be... Yeah, no, I think I'm going to be a woman again. He did it back and forth, back and forth. Anyway, this guy was leading this panel, and he was so upset that they could, they're having a struggle. Hashtag the struggle is real. They're having a struggle trying to find medical doctors to give these children these puberty-blocking hormones. Thank God, right? Meanwhile, though, this young kid that was sitting there on the panel, his parents were there griping and complaining that, they couldn't give him the, quote, medical treatment that he needed. Instead of actually getting the kid into therapy to try to help with the issue. Hi, Bob. You know, instead of that, right? So, I mean, there's... <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I remember, I said it, I'll say it again. I remember raising my hand at the end and saying, hey, you know Piaget, you know, the psychologist who... who you know, understands child development and human development as a whole. How are you guys going to actually going to, how are you going to explain uh, this type of interruption using medication when all the research shows this is how humans develop? And this guy said to me, oh, don't worry about that. We'll just write our new research and we'll just make it say what we want. So here's the thing. You'll often hear the media um elite, the purveyors of this evil, you'll often hear them say, well, the American Psychological Association banned homosexuality. It removed it from the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders around 1973, give or take. And they, they did that because there's no evidence that you're born that way and, or I mean, that you are born that, there's total evidence you were born that way and you know, blah, blah, etc. And they throw out all this baloney to you. And it's irritating because it's all a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie, lie, lie. And so when people who are conservative researchers actually do their own independent studies, what happens is they'll try to submit it to the board of the psychology world, the American Psychological Association, and they won't print it up because they don't want people to know, oh my gosh, there's research over there. So you have to go over to other places, alternative media, in order to find the truth. 
in this case, people, we don't even have to go to researchers. Just go to the word of God. Hello. The Bible says God created male and female. He created them both. That's it. He didn't create people transgender or unisex or asexual. He didn't do that. He made us male and female. That's it. Okay? Just so you know. And... And these people, it's just propaganda. And I could go on and on and on. Don't get me started because, you know, it, it drives me crazy. Sean says, just like Darwin did with evolution. Well, that, it's part of that model, actually, Sean. It's, it's completely that model. You know, Darwin's quote, so theory of evolution has been replaced as a fact. <laughs> when the real fact is, is that it's been actually disproven and there's so many missing links in the Darwin's theory of evolution that they can't do any. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's why these atheist complainers, as my friend Dr. James, Gordon James Klingenschmidt says, you know, have tried to interfere with Ken Ham, Answers in Genesis, and uh, the Noah's Ark, you know, Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum there in Kentucky. They don't want the kids to go in and see that there's actual evidence and, and, and another side. You know, just so you know, drives me crazy. But this is where you, hopefully, as a proactive believer and a follower of Christ and somebody who reads the Bible and knows what it actually says, can go in and this is what it says in Psalm and Proverbs 22. It says, if you train up a child in the way that they will go, when they are old, they will not depart from it. Well, how do you train up a kid in the way that they go? One day at a time, Right. One day at a time, you know, you give them the scripture, you show them what it says, you teach them, you model it. If you are, if you do something bad, you repent, you apologize, you make good on it, you know, all that. So, yeah, Mama Gina says Darwin didn't believe his own theory. They don't tell you that either. That's actually true, too. And then, of course, some people think Charles Darwin actually had a deathbed conversion. I don't know if that's true. I guess we'll all find out when we get there. The point is that don't listen to the liberal media. <laughs> Don't do it. And rejoice, honestly, when good news like this happens. You know, the fact that transgender ban is still good, it has happened in our military, that's a good thing. Hey, I don't want a guy or a girl, I don't want a man trying to be a girl on hormone blockers holding a gun and, you know, not sure. Wait, you know, I mean, seriously. I, I don't, we don't need that. You know, I don't want a transgender doctor in my, you know, giving me surgery. Sorry, that's not going to happen. Okay, bareface. I, I doubt that female soldiers would want the man who identifies the woman with them in their barracks. And Yeah, well. <clears throat> well, and don't even get me started on that. I have friends and, in our audience who are in the military who have been sexually assaulted because they're in the military, and that's something that goes unreported as and well. And then think about the welfare of the the man who identifies as a woman being in the barracks of the Marines, and and how well that would go over, you know, yeah. with with male soldiers and the Marines, and it's just what we have to you know it seems like we'd have to create a special you know they get their own like their own special bathrooms and on the school campus their own special tents and you know i just i am I'm, I'm sympathetic definitely sympathetic to 
you know, their attachment disruption or whatever it is that, you know, is the, at the heart of their, their gender dysphoria, but military is no place for such a person. It is not, it's definitely not a good fit whatsoever. It's special treatment to not allow transgender people in the military. They want special treatment. Right. That's the special treatment they should get. They're not right. allowed. Yeah. Oh, you're a bigot. So Bob Randall says this. Are transgender people not able to defend the USA? Question mark. What do you say to that? I know what I would say, but you, why don't you answer? You're a man. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I, we I'm, know they're there I, now. I'm sure they are, but in the scenario I just mentioned, there are female service members. Think about them and their barracks, and they have a biological male with them identifying as a female how's that going to go over how's that going to help morale how is that going to help with the cohesiveness and things like that that are necessary in a military unit um they're not going to feel safe whatever i mean there we see so many reports of sexual abuse and and harassment as it is with uh, female service members and you know like male commanding officers etc yes. you throw a guy that is in there you know in in the barracks you know chairs a bed next to them stuff like that that's i mean that's not good for the psychology of that unit you put a guy in with men typically manly men like uh, marines something you know uh something like that you know military unit like that throw throw a um a woman in there that um identifies as a man she's gonna get harassed to no end and probably you know probably abused and you know it's yeah. she's not gonna be able to you know making that much environment and so it seems like the well the best thing we can do to these people is just like they've done again on this elementary school and high school and junior high school campuses where they allow the they make their own bathroom they segregate a bathroom like they did at the listen well, conference it went to the gentle neutral bath and so now you're making special accommodations for these folks and the battlefield doesn't know special accommodations, nope. you know, and it's just, I'm, again, I'm not trying to be, uh, I'm trying not to sound uh, unsympathetic and, and harsh. It's just, it's just, that's not a good fit for that. Why would it be unsympathetic to support a transgender person out of the military? They are self-involved. They don't have the ability to be... In the environment that's not right. all about them. I mean, they're completely self-evolved. Right. I don't. Right. I'm not and, saying they can't handle a weapon or anything like that, or take orders. Or that's that's not what's at issue. What's at issue with here is the cohesiveness right. required in in a military unit. Right. It's ridiculous that point zero 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 one percent of the population gets would the dictate the policy yeah. it's ridiculous would dictate the policy of uh, and when you consider the depression national... but when you consider the depression and the anxiety and the rates of the transgender population and mm. the their high suicide rates not because people like me hate them and they want to kill themselves and die no it's because it's just because of who they are you know it's just because it's the struggle is real 
they need to go someplace where they feel safe and secure and get help and it's not in the military. In fact, I actually have talked to a lot of military people because I have a lot of people in the military that watch our show. I get email from people and they say to me, you know what, I'm in the military, I'm having emotional problems and I don't feel like I can go and get counseling because if I get counseling in the military, then they'll throw me out or they'll do this to me or whatever. So if you have a psychological problem and you're transgender and in the military and you're expecting the government to foot the bill for your surgery and your therapy and all that, go somewhere else and get it. Go get a job somewhere, earn your own money and go do it yourself. You know, I'm, and that maybe sounds mean, but it means be adult, be an adult. Just saying. Now to his comment, there's a comment here. I got to read it. Wait, hold on. Um, okay, wait, I have to scroll back. Ah, I just threw myself out. Wait, hold on a minute. I threw out, I threw myself out of my own scope. Somebody said here, um, I got to see if I can find it now that I'm back. Um, Okay, I I lost all comments. Okay, so, but it had to do with women in the military. Here's the thing. What I'm about to say, you might not agree with, but personally, I'm a woman, and personally, I don't think women should be fighting in combat. Okay? That's my opinion. I don't think God created women to be put in the military and to fight in combat. If they want to be like a desk nurse or something or whatever, that's cool. You know, if you want to fix the tank, whatever. That's cool. And some, in fact, some of you I know in here have actually been in the, the military. But I do not think women should be fighting in combat. You know, just like I don't think a transgender person should be either. But just saying, women shouldn't be. We have a place in God's economy. And we are not like, what would I say? We were not bred and created to be masculine killer types like men are like manly men anyway okay i mean i'm a woman god gave me breasts to nurture to hug to love to you know build up stuff just saying you know (laughs) i'm a lover not a fighter um you know and if women want to be in in combat that's their choice i guess but i personally don't support it just so you know i know now I'm really archaic, aren't I? Yeah, I need to be thrown back to the 50s at least. Yeah. Oh, wait, maybe the 1800s even. No, I'm just kidding. I won't go back that far. Plumbing wasn't that good in the 1800s. I prefer the 20th century. But anyway, yeah, we could debate this all day long. Tomorrow, one of the things we're going to talk about, and I'm going to bring this up. One of the things we're going to talk about tomorrow is submission. Biblical submission and what it is. I was, uh, I made a whole bunch of phone calls yesterday and I have to say that I had an unfortunate incident with a woman who I believe is being abused by her husband. And, uh, that's how this topic came up. Well, I need to submit. Okay. No, you don't need to submit to some controlling abusive jerk face that you married. You need to get some help. And so Randall and I, we thought it would be a good idea to address the topic of biblical submission, not this domineering crap that it happens in a lot of the homeschooling families out there where you got the dominant male who thinks that he can go ahead and pound his wife into submission and he she has to ask for a very breath of or a piece of toilet paper because he says so that's not what submission is about just so you know so tomorrow we're gonna talk about that on the show as well as some other stuff and um we may irritate you we may not but hopefully if you have questions about that issue 
and you want to hear me talk about it, you come back. Okay. All right. So there you go. So six o'clock central, like so in an hour, I'm going to be on Zoom. I'm going to send out a link on Twitter, on Facebook. If you want to join me, we will go ahead and uh, do that. And then uh, I will see some of you hopefully at seven o'clock as well um, and all of that. So thank you guys for tuning in. Bareface, as always, thank you for hosting and co-hosting and making the show look super good. All you guys out there, thank you for everything that you do. I appreciate you all. And remember, be bold. Stand up and go with God because he loves you. Okay? All right.